0: Hey, it's Nikki. If you're tuning into this podcast, chances are high that you experience at least occasional moments of overwhelm, resistance, lack of inspiration, and general WTF, can I even do this? Moments. Yes? Well, I made something for you. It's called the Naptime Empire Survival Guide, an email and audio series specifically curated to help you shift out of overwhelm, comparison, hiding in the bathroom, and back into inspired aligned action. We're talking unfiltered stories and insights from entrepreneurial moms who get this life, plus tried and tested tools to use when your brain is full, your energy is drained, and you could use some help getting your spark back. It's all delivered right to your inbox, organized neatly in emails that you can store up for a rainy day and come back to as often as you need to. As a fun bonus, you'll also get an invite to join my private Facebook community so you can get behind-the-scenes scoop on the Naptime Empires book and first dibs on my most recent offers as they come to life. Visit naptimeempires.com slash guide to secure your copy, and I'll meet you in your inbox. All right, now back to the episode. You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge-Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Ellich brown Let's get started. Okay, I think I have convinced the Minecrafters downstairs to keep their squeals and screeches (laughs) to a minimum for the next 15 or 20 minutes, but we'll see. That's life. That's podcasting in, in pandemic mode here. In this episode, I want to catch you up on what's been going on um, as I've prepped for, well, right now, let's time stamp it. It's September 2020. Baby girl is due this month at the end of this month. So I'm almost 37 weeks pregnant right now as I'm recording this. And I want to document it, of course, anchor it in home movie, home audio style, but really because this is you and me and we're having this conversation. I'm hoping that what I share about my process and how I've been preparing on the baby front, on the labor and delivery front, on the home front, business, podcast, book, all that stuff, I'm hoping that it's helpful to you in some way. So I would, as always, invite you to join me in this conversation, which is gonna feel like one long boxer message to you. <laughs> That's always how I feel about these solo episodes. It's like, it's a long message to you but I would love to know that you're receiving it and any questions that you have, I would love to hear them. Anything you wanna hear more about, just let me know. Just tag me in your Instagram story and you know, take a screenshot, send me the question and I'm totally open to share more, whether it's just through a post or maybe a, another solo episode. Just let me know if there's anything you wanna hear more about because I'm, I'm sharing this so that hopefully it will spark some ideas, possibilities. Again, the whole potluck of ideas on the menu of options for you, if and when you're in similar situations on your side. Okay, so in this episode, I wanna talk about what worked, what has worked well for me in this pregnancy, prepping for the baby, labor and delivery, fourth trimester healing. I'll share my vision for maternity leave this round and how it's different from last time. I just have a different perspective and I'm five years wiser, ideally (laughs) at this point. What I've been doing to prep on the business side, I call that biz nesting, and then what you can expect from the podcast over the next few months as I'm in book and baby bubble mode. I'm really excited to share with you. There's going to be more regular podcasts coming your way, and I think you're going to love them. So first up, baby, pregnancy. So this is third baby, seventh pregnancy of some sort. And I shared, I've shared with you before, I had two losses in between, very early losses, between the boys and then two between Diki and this round. And I am still convinced that it's been the same little spirit every time. I can't believe that we might actually get to meet her finally this month. It blows my mind. And while the first few weeks of this pregnancy we're kind of touch and go just mentally. And then like, you know, my heart rate would pick up and then I'd be nervous about my heart rate picking up and all of that. This has been a beautiful, super smooth pregnancy. And I am so, so thankful for that. I mean, I've really felt great. And so what I attribute that to, I started last year after I had the two back-to-back miscarriages. I started with chiropractic, I started acupuncture. And then when I found out I was pregnant in January, I was like, okay, I've got to move my body more because I just wasn't, it was just kind of feeling like, dense in my own body, you know, not energized, not sparky or clear. So I reached out to my friend and trainer, Kimberlyn, who I met online a few years ago. And I was like, are you still doing one-on-one stuff? So we had a few one-on-one sessions and then we went virtual because pandemic. And I just want to say that was a huge and very powerful decision because I had been really sedentary. And then we were working out, you know, three times a week, Then two times a week, we tapered off to one time a week because I was actually just so inspired by how good I was feeling and how energized and clear I was feeling. My moods were more stable um, that I was actually working out on my own just because I wanted to, you know, like just finding things to do to stay physical, even though it is hot as Hades in Houston in summertime, hot and humid. I've been like, oh, I could just walk around my house, you know, put in an inspiring audio or whatever else I would want to be listening to anyway, just sitting and (laughs) looking at my phone on the couch. I could just put on my shoes to protect my back because otherwise my back hurts if I'm walking around barefoot, put on some shoes and walk around the house. So there's just been not a lot of excuses and more benefits than perceived drawbacks. And that's what it takes to actually shift your behavior. So working out and just moving my body has been a huge part, I think, of why I've been feeling so good and reasonably normal. Like other than the fact that I'm carrying a human hands-free in my my uterus at the moment and the mechanical difficulties that can come with that, I've been feeling pretty amazing. So praise hands, I am so thankful. I am aware that it's not a guaranteed situation, but it's it's been pretty breezy. On that front. Um, okay, so that's physically what I've been doing to prepare. And then home wise, I've been nesting for quite a while. My my nesting instincts kicked in probably a month or two ago, even. Like I've just been little by little going through and decluttering various rooms. We had a virtual baby shower thanks to my sister Stacy, who insisted upon it. I was like, "Eh, it's the third baby. I don't know. I feel weird. And so we had like my sisters and my mom and my aunts and my cousins and some of my best friends that we had via Zoom for a virtual baby shower, and it was so sweet. So if you have any questions about that or tips on virtual baby shower, maybe I'll do a post. Because it felt really special. I was like, I'm not big on games. I don't want it to feel cheesy. I don't want it to feel like a waste of anybody's time or whatever. I just want to celebrate this new member of our crew that's arriving, you know, and gather any wisdom. And that's exactly what it was. It was beautiful. And we had a couple of games, which was pretty fun. You know, the toilet paper, Guess how how many squares of toilet paper? Of course, toilet paper is at a premium this year, so I was like, "Don't worry, we'll use it. <laughs> we'll use it for something." Um, okay, so virtual baby shower. We've had most of our items from the boys that I've basically just hoarded in nice organized tubs for years and years. So we've got a lot of stuff, but there were a few things that like bigger things that we donated to people before and gave away before we moved from Hawaii to Houston. So we had a few of those things. Then of course people wanna buy fun clothes and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what else? I told you this will be like a boxer message. What else have we been doing? Decluttering, creating space. Jeremy's been doing a bang up job of decluttering outside (laughs) and doing yard and garage and all of that stuff. I've been really owning my own desired details, like deciding that we have a little robot vacuum. That's a shark vacuum. We call him Sharky. And I'm like, I really love to see the vacuum tracks on the floor, on the rug. (laughs) And so every day I'm not like, putting it on anybody else. I want to feel a certain way before I go to bed because I want the house to feel a certain way before I wake up. And I always do that. Jeremy gives me makes fun of me for it because it's like, it's eight o'clock, time to start cleaning the house. But I love to do that. Like I actually just love to hit the reset on the house so that when we wake up, it feels nice and clean and clear. So I've just been doing that unabashedly. <clears throat> I'm thankful that this time My mom only lives less than 10 minutes away, and she's headed here after I record this podcast to help with nesting. She used to come and fly all the way from Houston to Honolulu to help me prep for previous babies. So it's very interesting this round and also interesting pandemic wise, right? Because, like, everybody, we want to be safe. So we're in our little bubble of quarantining and mixing as wisely as we can, right? And there's the decision fatigue of, How do you know who you're going to hang out with? Who are you mixing with? When, how much time between, if they've seen other people, like, it's just such an interesting time. So whatever it is that you're dealing with and all of those decisions and who you're gathering with and who's in your bubble and who's in your not sending you love, because this is just such a strange, unprecedented, I know that's the word of the year, time. Um, So it's different. It's kind of weird because in one sense, it was just my parents that would come and see the babies whenever we had them in Hawaii. And then three months later, we'd usually fly to Texas, meet the extended family, and all of that. It's kind of weird that we're here, but it feels like we're on an island again, you know, like because we're not freely mixing and mingling just because different work and school schedules and options. We've got Deaky doing homeschool for pre K, and Bryson's currently doing virtual for his third grade year. Um, yeah. It's just an interesting time. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to handle that. The baby bubble, considering pandemic quarantine, just want to make sure everybody feels comfortable and safe as we possibly can. But those are considerations to think about too that we just didn't think about. And the way that labor and delivery is going to work, we've never been to this hospital or we've never delivered, we've never had a baby in Texas. We've only had babies in Hawaii and we could see the hospital where they were born in Hawaii from our living room couch. (laughs) So it was a different experience. And so the other day, one of the things that we did to prep for this was to take a field trip. I was like, I want to have a picnic. I want to go like pick up food and go to the parking lot so Jeremy can feel prepared. He loves to feel prepared. Um, and so he knows where we're driving. Like, this is the entrance. This is where we're going to be walking in. This is where labor and delivery is because we haven't been able to do a tour of it. We did kind of a spotty Wi Fi virtual tour of the hospital. And then I took screenshots and made a collage. I'm like, step one, two, three, four. Okay, here's what we can expect just to ease any potential unknowns about that, right? So, um, anyway, we did a picnic the other night, which was cute because I also wanted the boys to see when we're going to the hospital and having the baby, this is where we're gonna be, because they don't know either. So it's kind of for all of us. I wanted to overwrite and have like a warm fuzzy memory to help me feel, just have a positive association with this hospital, because there are other parts of the hospital that we've been to for the ER and other scarier things with myself, with family. And so I wanted to have positive associations. So we went, we had the field trip, check that box. And that's how we're prepping. I mean, the other thing, house wise, labor and delivery wise, I've created a whole like postpartum healing haven in my bathroom <laughs> that I didn't prepare so much with Deacon. I didn't know. Like, I've had a C section and a V back this round. I'm like, okay, no matter what happens, I want to have all the spritzes, all the sprays, all the everythings. I had a pack of diapers for myself before I had a pack of diapers <laughs> for the baby. I set up like candles and crystals and stuff. Like, I just wanted to feel as peaceful as it can feel given the chaos that I know can come after birth. Um, So I'm setting myself up for success about that. I think oddly that's what I'm most excited about is my postpartum healing preparation to each her own. Um, What else? What else is there? I've been watching lots of YouTube videos. I've been revisiting the Calm Birth School course that was created by Susie Ashworth years ago. She's got the book, Highly recommend Bridget, T-E-Y-L-E-R, Taylor or Tyler. Her YouTube videos have been super helpful, just reminding me about breathing, different coping strategies and all of that through labor. At our hospital currently, I'm allowed to have Jeremy as my named visitor or whoever, but I'm picking Jeremy and then a, a doula. So we can have doulas at our hospital at this moment in time. And very luckily for me, my mom just recently became certified (laughs) to become a doula. We've always called her an honorary doula because she's had four of us in all different kinds of ways and been there for seven of her eight grandbabies so far, and then some. And so it's now official. So the plan currently, who knows what will happen, but the plan is currently that I'll be able to have Jeremy and my mom there, which would be amazing. So however it works out, I genuinely believe is however it's meant to work out. But at this point of all the lists that I've made and all the prep and all of that, I feel like my list is dwindling and we're just about ready. And I feel like this little one is playing chicken with me (laughs) because I'm trying to run the clock out and be like, okay, great. I've done all the things, but she knows there's this one big thing that starts with a B, ends with uck that I've been envisioning for this year. And then Okay. Well, let me just tell you. So with the book, I know I told you once upon a time that back in April, I had written like 94,000 words in 12 days. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can get the book out before the baby comes out, blah, blah, blah. I did all that super intense outburst in the spring. And then I just kind of left it, put it away. And I couldn't face it. Like I just, I was like, I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to work on it right now. It's there. It's all the things, but it's not book ready. It was just all my thoughts about all the things, as you can imagine, because it was 94,000 words. And I was like, I don't want to force it. And it's interesting parallels with birth because it's like forced pushing and labor, you know, it's like, I don't want to force it, make it feel harder than it needs to be or unnatural, like losing touch with the actual creative process and, and how it can come to life and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I'm not going to force it. We'll just see. And that's fine. Like I didn't make myself wrong for that or I tried not to. Sometimes I did feel a little guilty, like, well, I should. Do I just not care about the book anymore? Like what's going on? But in reality, I'm like, we just wanted to enjoy our summer. You know, I've been actually really surprised at how well the four of us have handled being together pretty much all the time (laughs) this year to the point where we were voluntarily like, yeah, let's just keep going. Like, let's just stay home. We can figure this out. You know, we're actually getting along pretty well. Of course, we have conflict. That's always going to happen. But we've just really savored our family of four summer 2020. And I'm thankful for the opportunity and the space that we created and the runway financially that we've set up for ourselves so that we could do that, so that I didn't feel pressure that I had to do any particular thing. Um, I did offer a mini-mester which we ended up extending and doubling um, just a group program that was so nourishing and so beautiful and a super cozy group of women that I just love. If you're listening, I love you. I love you. We just wrapped a couple days ago. Um, And I'm thankful because I was like, I have all this creative bandwidth and extra energy. And I know that's not necessarily normal and I don't want to take it for granted. And I have something I can offer. So that was an inspired fume of an idea. And of course the perfect people signed up for it. It was exactly what it needed to be. And so the mini-mester and family time and taking care of my body and resting, all of those things-that's what the summer was for me. So even though I had anticipated that I was going to be recording podcasts every week, I actually was recording podcasts every week. They just won't be airing yet. (laughs) They weren't airing in real time. Um, I was batching podcast conversations. And so. All that to say the book as it relates to businessing, as I call it, is like that's the last thing on my list right now. That's like once I've got all these other pieces in place and it's just literally like I would be twiddling my thumbs waiting to go into labor, I'm going to be working on this next iteration of the manuscript. I still feel really excited about this book. The outline that I have refined, (laughs) I said it was like, American Idol auditions, everyone's welcome. Those 94,000 words, like everyone was welcome. Open auditions. The same themes and key topics that keep coming up over and over. That's like our top 10 finalists. It's actually a lot more than 10 in terms of chapters and messages and stuff. But I'm so clean and clear on what exactly is going to go into this book. It's literally just a matter of me sitting down and getting it out in this last, most streamlined form, and then passing it along to the developmental editor. From that point, it's inevitable. The ball is rolling downhill and it's just details. And so that's the thing that, honestly, that I've been avoiding. (laughs) But again, I feel like there's reason for it because all these other things I've been working on are time-sensitive. Baby stuff, specifically, is time-sensitive. So there was a point where, (sighs) probably a month or so ago, I was talking to my friend Jada, like, okay, I think I'm not working on the book stuff because I don't have all these other ducks in a row yet that actually legitimately are time sensitive. Sure, it would be great to have the book out this year. But the baby's definitely coming <laughs> this year. Not even just this year, this month. And so that's when I realized, and that's one of the things I'm sharing with you in hopes that it, you know, shakes something loose in your own brain, where it's like, okay, priority-wise, does this really need to happen right now? And if it doesn't, can I just let that go? trust divine timing that it's going to happen exactly when it needs to and that's exactly what i had to get to as a surrender point with the book where i'm like it's going to happen it is absolutely inevitable i'm committed to it it's you know i've hired help with it too like i'm i'm i've got skin in the game for the book but one i'm not willing to force it and take the fun out of it and two it doesn't have to happen just yet so i was like i'm going to give myself permission to put that on the back burner let it sit there do all the baby stuff that I'm feeling this like literal instinctual urge to get done and prepped, and then I'll come back to it. So part of the other stuff that I've been doing, thank you for dealing with my oxygen. Um, <laughs> it's like I said, I'm sitting on a bed right now, 37 weeks pregnant. So I feel like I'm breathing heavily into your ear. But um, what I've been working on business-nesting-wise, those other pieces, so it was like, okay, baby, hospital, labor and delivery, whatever I need to do for that, okay, check, that's pretty well done and documented. Then working backwards from there, I wanted to create this subscriber experience, this email sequence that can keep you company, even if I'm not around in recording or publishing or showing up on social media, which to be honest, I kind of feel like I'll be showing up more than I have been once she's here. I, I don't know if that's true. We'll see. But it's that, that quote about like create a life you don't want to escape from or something like that. I feel like I've created a setup I don't crave a maternity leave from. Like there's nothing to leave <laughs> basically. Like I don't feel a need to take this break because I've just been living this way. Like it's I've been living at a very sustainable pace for me. So if anything, I kind of feel like I might ramp up once she's here. I don't know, we'll see. It was different with Deacon. And that was something I've documented on the podcast where that's when everything shifted, values started to shift. That's when I was like, okay, let me explore this Naptime Empires conversation. And I had kind of wished that I had taken a maternity leave that I didn't take once I had Deacon. And so I ended up taking like an extended maternity leave that really just kind of shifted the way that I work and show up in general anyway. And this time, like I said, I just feel, I don't know, but my hypothesis is That'll probably be showing up more. I'm going to be sharing these podcast episodes that I recorded over the summer with you. And I don't know. I just feel like a, a puzzle piece is about to click into place. I don't know. Time will tell. We will see. But that's the vision that I have. The ideal maternity leave would be, of course, take time and space for healing. Enjoy the snuggles, the baby bubble, do what I need to do. And also work on the book. So that we can get it ready to self-publish. If not by the end of this year, then very early next year. And then ultimately recording an audio version of that too. So it's going to happen. It's totally happening. It'll be out in the next couple of quarters. But it ain't coming out before she does. (laughs) That was my original plan. So we're adapting. And that feels fine and good actually. So... That's one of the th- main things that I want to share with you and why I'm documenting all of this thought process while I'm in it. Because a lot of times, and I'll talk about this in the book too, is that we put so much pressure on ourselves that it needs to be all this way. All of these things n- need to be set up. All of these boxes need to be checked. And I talked about this in my conversation with Adrian a few episodes back. In reality, life doesn't happen that neatly, right? Like sometimes it's a mess sometimes it's 2020 and there's a pandemic and there's things that you didn't plan for or virtual schooling or homeschooling or hybrid schooling or who knows what is going on in your own life situation or you're working from home or your spouse is working from home or whatever is going on. There are all these unknowns. And so you make a plan, but the goal is just to be able to be resilient and trust that whatever happens, you can handle it, right? Like that's where confidence comes from and the certainty and the groundedness that like, all right, If I could just try on the idea that this is happening for me and not to me, how how do I want to make this work? And how do I want to experience life in this season knowing that this is what it is and not fighting what is, but just being like, okay, here's the situation. This is actually what's happening. These are the current constraints. What am I going to do about it? And how can I make the most of it? In a non-BS, but like genuine appreciating that this is what it is right now kind of sense. So Those are my thoughts. Baby prepping, labor prepping, biz nesting. Um, What I really want to let you know is that the podcast, we've got, I think it's eight conversations that I recorded with biz buddies near and far over the summer, which again was hilarious because it's pandemic and everybody has kids home and (laughs) kids are running in. Wait, mommy, I need an apple or like whatever it would be. So it was fun actually to record all these conversations. The audio quality may not be what you're used to, but that's fine. It's 2020. We're adjusting expectations to some degree and lowering the freaking bar on that sense. But I've got those conversations prepped. I've got the intros prepped for you, the little homework key takeaways prepped for you. And those will be rolling out probably biweekly over the next few months while I'm in the fourth trimester. And every now and then, like I said, if you have questions, we can be interacting back and forth through Instagram or through the Facebook group. And you can let me know any other questions that pop up. And then I can always record solo episodes to interject between. But in the meantime, you'll be in great hands with these conversations because they were super fun and inspiring. Real talk, refreshingly honest, as always, with a variety of women from different backgrounds who have all kinds of different businesses. So we have those to look forward to. And what else? What else? What else? I guess really the whole key takeaway here is just I've been willing to adjust my expectations this year and I'm actually pretty close to where I thought I would be at this point in September, although I did think I would have launched a group program by this time. But right now I'm realizing that one, I didn't have the bandwidth to do that because I just really wanted to chill and enjoy the summer. I wasn't all about creating a bunch of content over the summer and all of that. But I also know that I want to feel really good about the commitments that I am making throughout the rest of this year once she is on the outside. And so for me, group stuff isn't the easiest to commit to because if I needed to move or flex a particular call or something, it's harder to do that when there's multiple people involved and multiple calendars and multiple lives going on. It's different with one-on-one. So at this point, business-wise, I'm working with, a very small select number of super aligned one-on-one clients. If you would like to be considered as one of those clients or join the wait list, you can go to workwithnikki.com and then just tell me more about what you're looking for and your ideal solution, what you love support around. And then I can be in contact with you about that. But That's to me right now, that's what feels best. It's like the most flexible thing. It's the deepest bang for the buck because I'm sure I'll be looking for connection outside of the baby bubble, (laughs) outside of my immediate family. Those are, I love to have conversations with my clients. Like it's the dreamiest thing to be able to show up and support and hold space to be like, hey, so hashtag on her terms, what are you looking for? What do you really want? And how are you actually showing up for yourself in that way? So that's what I'm gonna be doing. I'll be doing a little bit of one-on-one work working on the book and sharing these podcast episodes with you to keep this conversation going as we get ready for the book to actually be out in the real world. So if you haven't yet, I at the beginning of this episode, you heard my little promo, 60 second promo that I just recorded to tell you about this Naptime Empire Survival Guide, which is what I put together It's only been like three and a half years in the making from when I launched the podcast that I was like, I should really have a series of emails that people get when they sign up. Now I do. And I put a lot of love into them. It felt like creating email art. It was actually really fun when I did this over the last couple of weeks. And so I created a whole series of emails that is truly designed for you to just save them. You don't have to read them all in real time. They have links to different podcast episodes, but it's designed to be a guide where you can just create a folder and save them there. And then on a rainy day, when you're feeling blah, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're comparing yourself to everyone else on the internet, whatever it is, you can be like, okay, I need a little pep talk or a little kick in the butt or whatever it is. And then you can go look at the, find the email that's relevant to however you're feeling that day, pick one of the podcasts that's listed there, and then just kind of help shift your energy. At least that's the goal. So let me know if you do. Um, if you go ahead and sign up, you can go to naptimeempires.com slash guide and I'll have it linked everywhere because it's like it's our holding pattern. It's our appetizer and warm up for the book. It's the same vibe of the book, which is all about practical pep talks for entrepreneur, entrepreneurial moms trying to be do and have it all at once. <laughs> it's it's that vibe. And it's stories, it's conversations, it's not just my story, it's some of my favorite podcast conversations, if I could ever imagine picking favorite conversations. Um, and then solo episodes, that'll give you the kick in the pants that you may need on any given day. So like I said, you can sign up at naptimeempires.com guide. Make sure we're connected on Instagram. That's probably where I'll be hanging out a lot over the next few months. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, you'll get a link for that as well when you sign up at naptimeempires.com slash guide if Facebook is your thing. <sighs> and that's it, dude. That's the status. That's 2020. That is the update on book, baby, biz nesting, podcast. I'm, like I said, really looking forward to sharing these future episodes with you. And I would really love to hear any questions that you have about anything that I just shared or or whatever comes up in the conversations, this these are the conversations that I most love to have just about how there is no one right way to do this, to raise a family and build a business that fulfills you and your bank accounts. This is the stuff that I love. And I'm committed to being able to be here for my family, of course, but also for you. So any questions that come up, let me know. This is a mutual inspiration society and I love to hear what's clicking with you. I hope you're doing well over there. For real, you, your family, your loved ones. This has been a challenging year, but I do believe that when we zoom out years from now, it'll be so clear, the lessons, the shifts, and the beautiful things that are coming from it too, even if we can't see them in the moment. So thank you for spending your time with me today, any day. And yeah, let's connect. Take a screenshot. Tell me hi on Instagram and I'll keep you posted. Next time I come to you live, I mean, in a solo episode, she's probably going to be here. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's it. Take care of you. Take care of the ones you love. And I'll catch you next time. Bye. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free—wait. Say free? I'm in Priceless, a rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire builders for deeper discussions, behind-the-scenes scoop, and, of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. NaptimeEmpires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good job, buddy.